Chapter 25 of Our Western Birds. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Our Western Birds by Elizabeth and Joseph Grinnell. The Burrowing Owl. The little burrowing owls were among the first folk you met on your way to the Pacific Coast. After crossing the Mississippi River, you spent half your daytime watching the little fellows and their comrades, the prairie dogs. Not that these two animals really love each other, or live in the same neighborhood for the sake of each other's company. The burrowing owls take up with the prairie dogs and the ground squirrels on account of the nice underground passages the latter make. True, the owls are able to make roadways in the earth for themselves, in a pinch, but they are lazy by nature and much prefer taking advantage of another person's labor. The burrowing owl has other names than the one so familiar in the books. He is the Johnny Owl, the Billy Owl, the Cuckoo Owl, the Sentinel Owl, the How-Do-You-Do Owl, and whatever else you have a mind to call him. Not that he answers to either of his names. He will not so much as turn his head if you shout at the top of your voice. You may think him sound asleep or as deaf as a doornail until you are sure you have him, when, lo, off he goes on his wings, or down the hole he runs on his yellow legs. Because its name is Owl, you may think it a nightbird, but you are mistaken there. Burrowing owls seem to love the warm, bright sunshine, and are able to see by daylight nearly as well as any other bird. But they are most active just at dusk. Like the young of the kingfisher, and the woodpecker, and the bank swallow, Young burrowing owls have no use for eyes so long as they are in the dark nurseries. When they are quite well developed, and you would think them old enough to go out into the world on their own account, they may be seen peeping from their doorways in the early morning, backing down out of the light as soon as the sunshine strikes them. From a distance you couldn't tell if it be a prairie dog, or a ground squirrel, or a burrowing owl that is sitting upright on a little mound of earth. And when the prairie dog barks, and the how-do-you-do owl sings in the same neighborhood, you couldn't tell which was which on short notice. When you get close enough to see the staunch, long legs of the owl, you will recognize him. And there are his eyes, big and round, staring at nothing, as only the eyes of any owl, or of a cat, can stare. No use for trees has this queer little bird, which seems, in its habits, so like a rodent. It always prefers the open country with the foxes and squirrels and badgers and rattlesnakes. Sometimes they may be seen in big towns or settlements, and again with just a neighbor or two, as if one or two individuals had taken up a quarter section of government land. You may anticipate great fun in digging out a ground owl, as you did in the case of the kingfisher and the woodpecker, but the chances are you will give it up before you have finished. Should you conclude to go on, you wouldn't be sure of just how many white eggs you were to pocket when you got to the chamber at the end of the tunnel. It might be six, and it might be ten, and it might not be any at all, if the rattlers had been there before you. The ground owl family have no fear of cold or storm. They run far back to the extreme end of their dwelling and cuddle together until the storm is past, waiting several days, if snowed under, before digging their way to the light. It is supposed that mice and lizards and insects also see the storm coming, 
and take refuge in the same chambers with the owls. On this account, do the owls have a good store of food for their rainy day? The first lizard or mouse caught in the act of tickling an owl's yellow feet is breakfasted upon without hesitation on the part of the owl. Is he not a meat-eating animal by nature? And the mice and lizards should learn a lesson by the example of their comrades, who are never seen after once entering a ground owl's chamber. Burrowing owls have been accused of loving the company of gophers and squirrels and prairie dogs for the purpose of eating up the young ones. By a careful examination of their stomachs, it has been proved that ground owls live mainly upon mice and lizards and small insects. As for rattlesnakes, if one of these ground terrors chance upon the doorway of a ground owl and venture, by mistake, to enter, his fate is probably in advance of him, for it is said he is sure to be killed by the owl. A curious life the ground owl leads, never flying in the treetops, nor migrating to different parts of the country to see what is going on in the world. And yet, we suppose he must be happy in his own way, or, at least, is perfectly satisfied with what has fallen to his lot. End of chapter 25 Recording by Olivia